Well, what is going on, everybody? Happy New Year. I am so glad that you decided to be with us as we get to worship today. My name is Nick, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And I know there's a lot of other places you could be, and I'm thankful you decided to start this year off on the right foot. Let's get into the Word. I don't know about you, but whenever I get to a new year, a new start, a new beginning, I really start looking at what's behind me, the wake of the years and the months that got me to this point. And I start thinking about those lost ones that I have um, have missed and that have gone to be with the Lord. And, and I start thinking about my brother, whom I lost some years ago. And I think about my grandmother, who I lost a few years ago. And I really start thinking about my mom as well. And I start thinking about all the things my mom would tell me growing up. Now, some of those things I wouldn't really pay close attention to because maybe I was an angsty teenager or just maybe I didn't have any idea what she was talking about. But it's funny, as time passes and you kind of remember those things that were said to you, you start going, there's a lot of truth in what was said to me. One of the things that my mom would say very often to me growing up is she would say this. She would say, Nick, a hard head makes a soft behind. Now, when I would hear that, I'd be like, she's about to whoop me. Because back in the day, that's how we handled discipline in my house. And so I would think, man, I don't want to get the consequence of my actions. But the more I have been thinking about what she said, the more I thought about the weight of a hard head makes a soft behind. Here's what my mom was saying. She's like, Nick, either you can make wisdom your best friend or it can become one of your worst enemies. Because if you choose not to lean in or to listen to wisdom, there are going to be consequences and repercussions to that. So why would I tell you that story? Like, why would I share that today with you? Okay, Nick, that's a great story. That's somewhat of a weird saying. What does that have to do with us today? Well, this is what it has to do with us today. See, as we go into this new year of 2021, a lot of us are hoping, man, I hope this year is better. I hope the virus gets under control. I hope the, race, the racial tension is kind of released. All these things we hope for in 2021. But let's be real. There's still the same humans going into 2021 that we're in 2020. There are still a lot of the same issues we're dealing with. And I'm not saying that 2021 won't be a better year. And I'm hoping for the same thing. But maybe, just maybe, it's not really about the circumstances per se, because God's word never promises us that it'll be easy. You know, the Lord says to us, hey, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So maybe it's not so much about hoping and praying for better circumstance, but maybe it's more of us putting the tools and using the map to navigate these circumstances better. What if today we decided that we are going to lean into the wisdom that the Lord offers us? That no matter what circumstances come, that circumstances aren't going to dictate the way we navigate in this upcoming year. Maybe this year is going to be the year where we apply the word of God in a way that maybe we've never done it before, that we're going to heed wisdom and take the next best steps based on the roadmap that the Lord has given us. Because we know we're, our circumstances might not change, but we can change in how we navigate these circumstances. See, our problems range from all kinds of things, financial, family, social, health, all of these things we all struggle with. And we struggle in different ways with these things. 
But maybe, just maybe, this is a new start to handle things in a new way. And, and maybe this year is the year where we have a different outcome and a different look and a different method in which we navigate all the circumstances that will come our way in this upcoming year. Maybe this is the year where we navigate differently. See, the Bible has a word to describe the person who navigates life well. That word is wise. So let us, over the next few weeks, as we lean into the book of Proverbs, as we lean in and just look at the word of God and allow it to be our roadmap of how we deal with life and the circumstances, it doesn't mean that the circumstances are going to go away. But I do think it means that we can navigate in a better way. And maybe as we apply wisdom, maybe if we walk in the ways of our king, that our lives will become more foolproof. What do I say? See, you're like, foolproof? No, fool, as in someone who is not wise, proof. That means that we are navigating with wisdom and we're allowing wisdom to be our best friend and be our roadmap to navigate this life. And over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how we can make our lives more foolproof. And I pray that today as we begin this conversation, as we begin this journey, that you have an open heart, an open mind, and open eyes for what the Lord has for us. Let us take just a moment to pray for his wisdom because I can't give you any, but true wisdom comes from the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for who you are and what you do. Lord, my prayer is over the next few moments, next few days, next few weeks and months, that we can lean into your wisdom, that we can lean into your truth, and that our lives will become more foolproof. And so, Father, I just pray that you allow us to meet with you in this space, that the things that we hear right now, Lord, that we don't just throw by the wayside, but that we lean in, that we apply them to our lives, and that we will be a people that are rooted in wisdom and that walk in wisdom. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we pray all these things in your awesome and amazing name. Amen. All right, a little bit of background on where we're going to be. So the book of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, who was the son of David. And he was deemed the wisest man really of his time. Why? Not just because Solomon was smart, because smart and wisdom aren't exactly the same thing. No, the reason why Solomon was deemed the wisest man is because God made him wise, because true wisdom comes from the Lord. And just to give a little background on how he became the wisest man, we're going to read 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning in verse 5, which says this. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Let's pause for just a second. Can you imagine God coming to you in a dream and say, hey, whatever you want, whatever you want. Just ask for it and it will be yours. Now, I would like to think that I would be a man like Solomon who we're going to see his response. But y'all, there are some things that I'm like, mm, if I could have Patrick Mahomes shoe collection, that would be pretty dope. But I'm just saying the fact that Solomon is not going to ask for something, but he's really going to ask for the wisdom of the Lord, which we're going to see as we keep reading. Verse six, Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father, David. Because it was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. 
Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this, and not for a long life, for wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. And so Solomon just said, hey, God, I want to be rooted in your truth. I want to be rooted in your ways, and I want to be rooted in your wisdom. And God says, because you asked for this good thing, I will give it to you, but I will also give you more. See, what you are rooted in will determine what fruit is produced. Let me say that again. Let me say it slowly in case you were drinking some coffee and you missed it, right? What you are rooted in will determine what fruit is produced. See, Solomon said, I want to be rooted in your word in order to administer justice, in order to discern your ways. I want to make sure that I'm rooted in you because I want the fruit of my life to reflect you. And so as we continue to talk about this wisdom, we have to answer the question, what is wisdom? If you have been around New Vision for a while, you know one of my favorite pastors, really humans on this earth, is a guy named Tony Evans who pastors a church in Dallas, Texas. And here's how he describes wisdom. I was going to try to come up with my own kind of definition, but why, why mess with something that's already good? This is what Tony Evans says. Wisdom is the ability to take biblical truth and apply it to life's realities. It contrasts the person who does this with the fool. The person who refuses to live by God's standards, according to Proverbs, you become wise when you apply God's principles to your practical decision-making. And when you do, you can live life the way God meant it to be lived. And I think Brother James, the brother of Jesus, says it really well. He says it kind of in a new way, but basically saying the same thing in James chapter 1, verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And I love the fact that we're going to be walking through Proverbs so that we can see practically how we can apply the word of God. Because Proverbs provides a profound gospel practicality. What does that mean? That means when I surrender my life to Jesus, it changes me on the inside. I am a new creation. That means I walk in a new way. That means I no longer operate in the way I used to operate because of who my king is. I am no longer the king of my life, and I have allowed the Lord to be the king of my life. And so because of that, I walk differently. So with all that being said, let us dive in to Proverbs chapter 1. It says this, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. So just right there, off, just off the jump, Proverbs is saying something. And here's what Proverbs is saying about wisdom. Wisdom is royal. What do I mean by that? These are the ways of the king, and these are the ways of the kingdom. 
And in wisdom is royal because how kings rule their people. Solomon's saying, because I am going to fix my eyes on the king and I'm going to follow in his ways, y'all go and do likewise. And so wisdom is royal. It comes from the king. Now we see that Solomon is given us his wisdom, but that wisdom is coming from the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And being a part of the kingdom means we do as the king does and we live as the king lives and we act how the king acts. And that is being wise because the king is wise. And if the king is wise, then deductive reasoning says, then the people should be wise. But if the king is unwise, then of course, there is no hope for us to be wise. But the good news for us is we have a king who is wise. And David was a picture of this king. He was kind of the precursor to King Jesus. And so what Solomon is saying is, hey, This wisdom is royal. Why? Because it represents the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And as we submit to the ways of the King, we become more like the King. And I believe that we navigate this world even better. Proverbs 1 verse 2 says this, For gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. So we saw verse one, wisdom is royal. And what we see in verses two and three is this, wisdom follows the instructions. Go ahead, insert your eye roll right now. If there's anything that I struggle with more in this world, it is following the rules. I like to deem myself as a rule breaker and I'm proud of it. If you tell me to do it this way or you tell me it can't be done this way, then I'm the guy who goes, okay, I'm about to prove to you that I can do it my own way. Now, a lot of times this yields me falling on my face and me scraping and me going like face planting in a wall. It doesn't go well, but that doesn't stop me from trying. But wisdom follows the instructions. Here's just a question for you right here. How many of you bought your kids something, got your kids a new electronic, and it came with this thing called instructions? And you, because you're ever wise and you know more than the the makers of PlayStation or Xbox or an Apple product, you know more than they do, even though they built it and they know how it goes. You're not going to follow the instructions. What is that about? So you went on your own way and you said, you know what? I got this. I got this. And then you find yourself down the road and you missed a couple of steps that were key steps. And now you find yourself in a predicament where you need some help. Wouldn't it have been easier? This is this is just asking, wouldn't it have been easier just to read the instructions so that you would be better prepared for the journey ahead? And a lot of times we don't even think that that is that big of a deal, but sometimes that reveals our pride. Yeah, I I said it. So you might be going, hey, Nick, are you calling me prideful? I'm calling me prideful. And I'm saying you're probably a human that's in process, too. And so I would say that probably we all struggle with this pride. But the instructions are there and the word of God is not there to keep us from something. It's there because God has something for us. And obedience and wisdom and instruction is the way to get us to the place that God has for us. But it also requires humility. You got to admit that you don't know all the things, that you're not wiser than everybody else. You're going to go to the king and lean in and recognize, hey, I don't know everything, and so I'm going to follow your ways. Here's another question for you. How do you deal with correction? Like sometimes when I don't read those instructions I just talked about, and my wife goes, hey, 
did you read the instructions? I go, no. And I'm defensive. Like, how dare you ask if I read the instructions and you not know who I am? But the truth of the matter is we all need some help. Can I get an amen? We all need some help. And so you need people around you and you need the word of God to lead you because we cannot do this by ourselves. Do you have someone in your life that can call you out, that can go, hey, you know what? You're not really abiding by the instructions in the best way. Let me encourage you to do so. Do you have those people in your life? That's why we do small groups. We don't do small groups because we're looking to, for our numbers that we can report them to some some organization like, look how awesome we are. No, because you have not been called to do life alone because we need each other, because the bet we are better together than by ourselves. We all need some people to help us on this journey. And here's the deal. Wisdom knows the difference between right or wrong. Really, wisdom knows the heart of God because the heart of God is revealed through his word. And so as we navigate circumstances and the ins and outs of life, We are better prepared to navigate because we know the heart of God. We know his rules. We know his instructions. And here's the deal. This is free information. The way to know the heart of God is to read his word. Let me just encourage you with that. Maybe this new year, the thing you need to start doing or maybe continue to do or maybe even lean in even more is read the word of God. Not so you can post it on Instagram and so you look spiritual, but so that the more you know the heart of God, the better you can reflect the heart of God. Verse number four, these Proverbs are for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Wisdom is better embraced sooner than later. Let me go ahead and say it again. Wisdom is better embraced sooner than later. I'm not saying it's too late. If you're up in years, I'm not saying it's too late for you to start to applying wisdom. It is never too late to apply wisdom. But I'm going to kind of set it up this way that maybe we can understand it better. Think about an investment. Think about if you started investing $100 a month when you were 18. What would that yield by the time you were 60? Now think about when you got to 45, you're like, you know what? I'm going to start investing $100 every month. It wouldn't yield as much. It's still going to be helpful. You're still going to get some money, but kind of what is produced won't be magnified and multiplied as much. So wisdom is better embraced sooner than later. Can I say that again to you? So for you, if you're younger and you're maybe you're a teenager or maybe you're a college student or maybe a young adult or maybe you're a part of a young family and you've heard your parents and you've heard people who are wiser than you and you've heard people who have gone before you and they're giving you information. They are not giving you information, again, to keep you from something, but they want you to navigate better than they did with my kids. When I tell them something, I am not trying to keep them from something. Really, my heart is I want something even better for them. I don't want them to have to run face first into a wall. I want to say, hey, there's a wall coming up there. Avoid it because it hurts. And that is true. So wisdom is better embraced sooner than later. Verse five. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and the riddles of the wise. Here's what we need to know about wisdom. Wisdom will always be a work in process. 
Now, I know for some of you out there, you don't like the journey and you don't like the process. And can I just agree with you? Neither do I. But I have learned in my 39 years living is that the process is necessary and that I can trust the process that the Lord has me in and on. And so for you, know that wisdom is a process. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be as wise as you need to be. When you get to the end of your life, you're not going to learn all the wisdom that you need to learn for the journey. You're not. It is a process. But every day that you wake up, you meet with the Lord, you read his word and his heart is revealed. You're going to walk in a better manner and you are going to be wiser. Wisdom will always be a work in progress. You will never graduate from the school of learning wisdom. Yeah, I said it. So you're going, Nick, for the rest of my life, I'm going to continue to learn what it means to be wise and to be able to navigate with wisdom. That's exactly what I'm saying. But don't get frustrated because here's the good news. You are not by yourself. You're not. We're all in process. And so we don't necessarily like it, but man, it is so necessary. And here's the deal. You might be going, okay, Nick, I know what wisdom is, but how is this attained? How can I get all of this wisdom? And I mentioned some of it and I alluded to some of it. You might be going, but Nick, just tell me now, give me the checklist. I want to be wise. I'll get it. I'll be wise this week. Guys, here's the deal. Like we we have to know what wisdom is first. And next week, you're going to learn exactly how to gain this wisdom and how to walk in it even better. But can I say something to you? The first step in wisdom is to say yes to the invitation from the king. You might be going, what king am I talking about? I'm talking about King Jesus. See, you're not going to be as wise as you need to be by yourself and trying to do it on your own or you being the king of your life. Can I just tell you that? Because your wisdom is going to be flawed. And it's not going to be true wisdom because it's not rooted in what true wisdom comes from. You might be smart and you might have navigated some ways and with, with, with great grace, but true wisdom comes from the king. And maybe the first step from you walking on this pathway and engaging with wisdom is to say yes to the king in which wisdom comes from. You might be going, but Nick, I mean, I've done it on my own this whole time. Nick, I've lived all of these years in 2021. You know, I think I'm just going to do it how I've always done it. And, and maybe for you that has worked, but for most people that hadn't worked, to do it the way you've always done it hasn't yielded anything different. So maybe this is the time right here and right now where you say yes to the invitation from the king. Here's a question for you. Are you willing to take a step? Are you willing to say yes to the giver of all wisdom and the picture of all wisdom? Are you willing to say yes to Jesus who lived a life that you couldn't live and died a death that you should have died and three days later was resurrected from the grave to provide a way for us to overcome sin and death? Is today the day where you need to say yes to the king? the giver of all wisdom, the one who made a way when there was no way. It's today the day. If today is the day for you, if you could say something like this, 
It's not about the words, but it really is the posture of your heart. If you can say something like this to Jesus, dear Jesus, I do not understand it all. Nobody does. But in the best way I know how, I say yes to the perfect life you lived on earth. I say yes to the fact that your father, God, sent you to fulfill and to pay a price that I couldn't pay. I say yes to the fact that you surrendered your life on a cross at the age of 33. I say yes to the fact that three days after surrendering your life on a cross, you were resurrected from the grave. And I say yes to my seat at your table that you secured for me through your perfect life lived and the perfect sacrifice surrendered on a cross. If you said yes to Jesus, if you said yes to that on the authority of God's word, not Nick's word, because that won't get you very far, but on the authority of God's word, it says that you will be saved. Another way to say that is you have taken your seat at the table of the king. And listen, we would love for you to reach out to us either through the chat or give us a call on our next steps phone. And we would love to walk with you in that to really just encourage you on how to walk on this new pathway of wisdom and how to live as a son or a daughter of the king. And I hope that you will take us up on that offer. And maybe you're sitting here and you've already said yes to the king, but your life is not reflecting the ways of the king. I would encourage you maybe to repent. What that means is to go, you know what? I haven't been going the right way. I'm going to go the right way. I'm going to take the next best step now. Do that. You can approach the Father's throne with confidence and you are forgiven because he's already paid for the sins in the past, sins in the present, sins in the future. And so maybe today is the day where you take the next best step. You continue to read God's word. You continue to walk with others so that they can encourage you. Maybe that's your next step today. Or maybe your next step is to take that next step of obedience. Maybe it's baptism. Maybe it's um, serving. I don't know what it is, but let me encourage you to apply the gospel to your life every single day and walk in the ways of wisdom. And when you look back, you won't be where you need to be, but you'll be a lot further along the journey than you were. My prayer for you is that you will be wise as your king is wise, that you will reflect the king in such an authentic way that the world would take notice and ask you why and what is this hope that dwells within you? Know that we here at New Vision are for you. No, we love you. No, we're here to walk any way that we can with you on this pathway of wisdom. We hope that you will continue to join us as we continue on this journey to figuring out how we can best foolproof our lives. And know this, as much as New Vision is for you, you know you have a king who goes before you, a king who is in your midst, and a king who has your back. Go be blessed. Stay rooted in wisdom and walk in the ways of the king. And we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody.